In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones. Ladies, this is the show that's here to give you stories of hope and healing from someone who has been there, someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people, this is Minister Diane Jones. Hello there, and how are you? Happy Monday to you. I hope you are well. Chris and I are both doing good over here in our neck of the woods. Hello there, Mr. Chris. Are you there? Hello. You want to say hi to everybody? Hi, everybody. <laughs> How are you doing, dear? Just wonderful. Good, good. New week, a new week and a new show, and glad to be here. All right. That's the way I feel. So, um, hey, people, I am still excited, and we, Chris and I, are still charged about our mission. What is our mission? Well, on our show, we talk about some pretty serious issues. Our goal in doing this is to increase the public awareness of sexual abuse and, very important, and to offer an antidote, a remedy for healing to those who have been victims of sexual abuse. We don't simply want to talk about sexual abuse and the forms of sexual abuse, but we want to offer a remedy. We want to offer hope to those who have been victims of sexual abuse. So if you're joining us for the first time, I just wanted you to know that um, that is our mission. Uh, the last four weeks, we have talked about the very serious topic and the very serious problem of prostitution. Tonight will be part five of that topic. So far, we've covered uh, some very somewhat shocking to me um, history of prostitution. And, and its various forms, and some of the effects of it on society as a whole. 
uh, not just here in America, but uh, globally, worldwide. And we went all the way back to ancient times, biblical times, um, and um, several different centuries and different uh, nations and countries to, to talk about this history. Um, if you haven't listened to any of that, you can still listen to our podcast. If you go on our show page, um, there is a catalog of, of all the shows that we've done. So you can still listen to it if you want to catch up with us. I do expect to conclude this topic hopefully next week when we have a very special guest that's going to be joining us on the air next Monday. Yes, I've been, I've been telling you that uh, I read a book by Janice Fontaine, uh, and I was talking with her about uh, having her on the show as a special guest, and we finally confirmed a date for her to come on. And uh, Miss Janice is a pastor and an author of the book called Who's Going to Get Gomer? I'm going to have her on the air, and she's going to talk about her book. Uh, let me read to you just a little bit of what the back of her book says. Who's Going to Get Gomer is a prophetic word from God based on chapters 3 and 4 of the book of Hosea that no Christian can afford to miss. Prophetess Janice Fontaine provides insight and poses a vital question to the body of Christ as well as sounds an eye-opening alarm to them. Who's Going to Get Gomer? will stir the spirit of Christians and cause them to move towards a more intimate relationship with God. They will feel the presence and unction of the Spirit of God upon their lives as they read and allow the inspired words of God to saturate their spirit and speak a rhema word to them concerning their relationship with God and His purpose in them. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Gomer was a prostitute in the Bible. And that's why I felt that this this book and the subject matter of this book would go well with uh, with our topic, prostitution. Gomer was a prostitute in the Bible, and um, she was someone who God loved very much. And he illustrated that by having a man of God, Hosea, marry this prostitute. So make sure that you... Check your calendars, mark your calendars for next Monday. That will be the 23rd. Uh, next Monday, we'll have Miss Janice joining us on the show. Okay? So, we're going to continue that topic tonight. But before I continue with our topic for tonight on prostitution part five, I do want to share a situation with you that we encountered here. Um, Primarily, I was, uh, I was the one most involved with it, but of course I share everything with my husband. And um, it was some, a situation that I encountered this past week, and I would like to share it with you because some of you may also be friends with us on Facebook. Um, I use my Facebook page to primarily discuss and tell people about what's going on with our ministry um, on Equipping the Saints Ministries or this radio ministry. I'm not the same woman I used to be. So if any of you are uh, friends with us on Facebook or you are 
links to us on Facebook. I just wanted to discuss the situation with you and give you some clarity concerning the matter. Well, a matter of fact, you may have seen some of the communications um, going back and forth uh, about the matter. So, um, long story, trying to, I'll try to shorten the story. <laughs> Last year, uh, a young lady that I know very well, that um, pretty much grew up in my life, and I and hers, uh, a, a lady, the lady that I know very well, um, she moved to this location. Um, she began attending some of our Bible studies. I knew that she was not uh, what I call a committed believer, but she informed me that she had had a profound experience with, with the Lord, a recent experience, and she had made a renewed commitment to commitment to him. Um, I knew of her background as being one uh, who grew up um, uh, going to church and went to Christian schools, whose parents are pastors. Um, so we welcomed her into the Bible study. Um, she said that she was hungry for more of the Lord and, you know, just wanted to learn more about the Lord and the Word of God. So anyway, after only attending a few meetings, uh, this young lady began to try to take over the class, um, became very opinionated when we would discuss the Bible. She would discuss opposing views, her personal views, and also began to um, offer to pray and try to pray for other people in the Bible study and uh, trying to give them words of encouragement, you know, from the Lord. Um, by doing this, she began to disrupt the Bible studies. So naturally, as one of the persons in charge of the studies, um, I asked her to respect the structure, structure of the Bible study, that um, she would need to come. Although our Bible studies are, are very informal and we, we, we um, actually try to promote an atmosphere for people to ask questions and to get involved, um, this was a little bit, this was overboard. So I asked her to, to be more respectful of the fact that other people uh, might want to ask questions and, and not to be an instructor, but to be a student. After all, um, she said that she was there to learn and she was hungry for more knowledge. So anyway, she became quite offended at this, um, at this very humble request. <laughs> And stopped coming to the studies. So we um, didn't have a lot of communication with her, but she was still a friend of ours on Facebook. Okay. Fast forward. Uh, just last week, she Facebooked me, uh, along with her other friends on Facebook, of course. And she informed me that she was on a very public um, internet what do you call that? Chris, what do you call that? A very public internet site in a very public video with a very public <laughs> sexually explicit entertainer, one of the more explicit entertainers of our time. And they actually simulated um, having sex on stage uh, with clothing on, but 
nevertheless simulated having sex on stage and she was very proud of her performance. Well, being the person that I am and caring about her, I um, let her know that that was not Christian behavior. That was not behavior that uh, she nor the Lord would be proud of. And I recommended that she consider that advice and that she uh, repent of that behavior. And she informed me that um, she had no shame and no consideration for her behavior, that she, in fact, is a Christian and that no one has the right to judge her. Oh, brother, I'll be back after the break to finish the story. <laughs> has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Liberty Christian Center, located in Box Elder, South Dakota. They are a non-denominational, Bible-based, Holy Spirit-led deliverance ministry. Pastor Charles and Romika White, Liberty Christian Center. Y'all wave your hands, look who's on, it's Dakota Man was sad because right. he had a death kill mommy and dad right. but that ain't the case nope. it wasn't his fate no nope. the wasp never struggled to communicate y'all wave your hands look who's on it's the code of man keith and he's number one it's that keith wine show on toginet.com wednesday nights at 8 7 central every week that keith wine show will have guests to share their experiences expertise opinions and personal lives with us to hopefully help us better understand others the topics and guests will come from the american sign language community for more on keith wine and the show, go to his website, KeithWanWANN.com. Listen with an open mind and willingness to learn and help with the cultural bridge. Number number one, Keith's number one. Everybody clap because the Coda Man's on. Number number one, Keith's number one. Everybody clap because the Coda Man's on. Don't miss that Keith Wan Show. Wednesday nights at 8, 7 Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, I'm back, and y'all know by now that I'm not good at watching the time, so <laughs> sorry for cutting you off that that way. But anyway, back to my story. This, uh, this young lady insisted that God could and would use her actions, her behavior, her, her life as it is. Um, her sinful behavior was not sinful to her and that God could and would use these things to his advantage and um, went on to let me know that my views were outdated and, uh, you know, 
times have changed basically. <laughs> so um, I was compelled being passionate as I am about the gospel and, and about Christianity and what being a Christian is all about. I was compelled to defend the gospel and to defend the name of, of Christ and Christianity. And I didn't want to leave people with the illusion that you can live like the world and call yourself a Christian, not intentionally anyway. If you know better, you know, because the scripture says to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is sin. If you know better and then you willfully live a sinful life, uh, you are not behaving as a Christian. I don't care what anybody, I'm sure people will argue with me on that point. I don't care. There's got to be a difference between us and the world. You know, God told us that we are to be holy for he is holy, that we are to be set apart because he has set us apart. So anyway, I defended and repeated what the scriptures tell us about those things. And I did delete her as, as, uh, as from friend status <laughs> so that hopefully none of that uh, deceptive, those deceptive teachings and uh, miss, 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 incorrect, there's a better word, incorrect teachings will show up from this individual on my Facebook page if anybody is following me on Facebook, okay? People, I tell you, we are living in a time when the world is calling good evil and they're calling evil good, you know, and I was sharing this with some, some, some elder uh, saints that we know and, you know, we, we agreed that this, this is kind of frightening because there was a time that people would not, you know, they would not insist that they were fine and they would not insist that they were okay um, when they knew about the Bible, when they knew what the teachings were. They would not argue you down that this is fine and, and I quote you, I am still a Christian and God can use me just like this. I mean, people would hide their liquor, you know, they would, they would hide that cigarette. Some people would burn the cigarette, you know, in their hand, trying to hide it from a, from a, from a pastor that came, came by or something, you know, because they didn't want the pastor to see them smoking. I mean, people would, you know, if, if, if a pastor came over, they would hide their stuff. I mean, even when I was in my uh, rebellious state, you know, I would not go to church and testify and speak and preach because I knew better. But I knew that I wasn't living like I was required to live and what God expected of me. But we are living in a time now where people will argue you down. They feel no conviction. They feel no shame. The devil wants to convince people that any and everything goes and they're going to make it to heaven. If that's the case, there will be no difference between this earth and heaven. There will be no difference between this world and, and New Jerusalem. There will be no purpose for going to heaven. If we can fornicate, commit adultery, you know, abuse children, ha have sex with children, if we can 
promote lust and lasciviousness in heaven. What's the point? What's the point in God creating a new Jerusalem? So anyway, you know, I just, I, I just felt like I needed to clarify this in case anybody saw it and wondered what in the world is going on. Jesus tells us in the word, in his, in his word, that Satan would deceive the very elect if it were possible. If you are a Christian, you must be more than simply a believer. Because the few negative comments that I got from some supporters of her behavior kept saying, you know, that anybody who accepts Christ is a Christian and anybody who believes in Jesus Christ is a Christian. And I agree that that is how you get saved. That is how you get to, you know, that's how you form a relationship with Christ is that you first have to believe on him and then you have to confess him. But if you study the word of God and you continue in the word, then you find out too that you have to be a doer of the word, not just a hearer of the word, lest you deceive yourself. You will know a tree by the fruit that it bears. If you are bearing apricots, you are not an orange tree. I'm sorry. Now there's a difference between struggling and asking God for help and seeking deliverance. That's, that's different. But to boldly profess that your sin is acceptable, knowing that it is such, that is, the, that is not the spirit of God. That is not the spirit of God. And I assure you that performing in worldly, ungodly, sexually charged and explicit videos is not God's will for any Christian. Okay. This is a perfect example of dealing with a lying, seducing Jezebel spirit. It's what I call a Jezebel spirit, a Jezebel spirit who is manipulative and who wants what they want and will do whatever they have to do to get it, but still profess to be religious still profess to be righteous, will take the things of God and twist them and infiltrate them uh, to manipulate and to seduce the people of God into believing false doctrine. That's what Jezebel in the Old Testament did. She was a religious person, but it wasn't godliness. It wasn't righteousness. She had her own form of, of, of worship. But it wasn't according to God's standards. People, we are dealing with so much of that today. If you are a minister or if you're a ministry leader of any kind, you need to be so careful. You need to be discerning. And I shudder to think if we'd have let this person continue to teach and to, you know, pray for people in the Bible study, what effects it would have had then to find something like this or have something like this to come out down the road. That's why so many ministries are being exposed and having to deal with these sex scandals and all of this other ungodliness because they're not discerning. They're not walking in the spirit. They're walking according to this world and handling their ministries as such. So anyway, the Bible clearly tells us in Revelations not to put up with this kind of a spirit and not to allow this spirit to deceive his people. That is why I addressed it publicly. It also tells us those that sin publicly need to be rebuked publicly. Rebuked. Okay. 
So I hope that's enough about that tangent. Um, Mr. Christopher, are you still there? Yes, I am. <laughs> Do you think I've covered that well enough? Uh, yes, you did. Um, things, things like this has to be dealt with in the same manner that it was, that it was publicized and brought out. And so, um, it's, 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 it's also a teaching, a teaching, uh, opportunity and none of us are perfect. None of us are judges. God is the judge, but he gave us the laws to live by. And as ministers, we have to live by those laws and we have to correct, you know, and, and God corrects us and he chastens us. So he chastens who he loves. So I feel like that was enough said. Amen. Amen. Thank you for bringing that point out. I mean, it amazes me how little Christians, uh, people who profess, how, how little they know about the Word of God. How little, it's evident how little they study it because um, what you just said, that's scripture. He said he chastens those that he loves. And he says, if I don't chasten you, then you don't belong to me. You're bastards and not sons. You're not legitimate. You don't belong to me. You know, he says, my sheep hear my voice and a stranger they will not follow. So any Christian who's professing to know the Lord, when he speaks, there will be conviction. There will be sorrow. There will be a repentant attitude, not a defiant. Um, don't judge me. Don't tell me what to do attitude. That is that is more of the attitude of a goat than a sheep. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so. I suppose we've said enough on that subject. My husband concurs that we have, so we will get into our topic of prostitution. Do you have your tea? If you don't, you need to get it, because here we go. All right, I've got mine. I'm drinking chamomile tonight because I wanted to stay calm and I wanted to be relaxed. I got about two minutes to start this conversation and then there'll be another break. Did you know that 50% of the victims throughout the nations, that is transnationally throughout the nations, are minors? 50% of the victims of prostitution are minors well according to the source that I've been referring to for the last several weeks the Wikipedia the online encyclopedia children are sold into the global sex trade every year they are kidnapped or orphaned and sometimes sold into this sex trade by their very own family members. If some of them are fortunate enough to escape, because there are some programs out there that are trying to help people escape and trying to help people get free from this, if they are fortunate enough to escape, some of them will be returned to their slave owners, if you will, by those very same family members. How's that for thought? More after the break.
Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness and to create soldiers for the army of the Lord and to impact our communities. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls or we can make information available to you via email. Equipping the Saints Ministries is home-based in Maryland. You may write to us at Post Office Box 1616, Clinton, Maryland, 20735. Or email us at vir2us1 at verizon.net. Thank God I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Some adults actually travel to other countries so they can have access to children for sex. Countries where it's more prevalent. Countries where it's more accessible. You know, here in the U.S., as far as I know, that is still a criminal act. You know, to be a pedophile is still a criminal act. But in other countries, it is... um, it is more accessible. Children are more accessible. Um, what becomes of those children? When and if they grow up, how do you think they impact the society that they live in? You know, for these children to, uh, as, we, as we talked about in some of the previous shows, some of these children are even raised uh, to be prostitutes. Okay. Even if they're not raised to be, if they're sold into it or, you know, kidnapped into it, you know, and they manage to survive and grow up, how do you think they will impact uh, 
the society that they live in. See, this is, this is the danger of this kind of sexual sin, as well as other sins, but, you know, we're dealing with sexual sin on this show. If that child is perverted and, and, and misused and their, their, their outlook on life, their outlook on sexuality, their outlook on spirituality, and all of that is corrupted, basically. How do you think they're going to impact the next generation? You know, this is why a lot of people are uh, abused even now, is because they were abused. They were abused by someone else. So, you know, you talk about the effects of it and, and the impact on society. Well, it's going to be passed on to the next generation. And we've already talked about the fact that the sins of the fathers are visited on the children to the third and fourth generations, according to Scripture. So when things start getting crazy like this, you know, when things start getting uh, morally and spiritually corrupt like this, that's when God has to step in. He has to step in because this is like leaving a cancer untreated. You know, untreated society would, would be like it was in the days of Noah, which is why it was destroyed. Like it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, which is why God destroyed it. And I believe like it is in some areas of the world, including the U.S. even now, which is why some of these places are suffering some of the tragedies that they are suffering, in my opinion. People want to paint the picture of God being, quote unquote, loving, 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 loving. And God is loving. God is love. But they don't seem to understand that in that love, there is also chastisement and there is also judgment. Just like a good parent would not let their child just do uh, harmful, dangerous Things to themselves or others without correcting them, neither will God allow it to go on too long without checking it because the effects of it will be too, too much for the society that we live in, for this world to, to, to overcome if he doesn't step in. Back to this child, um, this child prostitution. This type of prostitution, also known as sex child slavery, because once they get a hold of these kids, they have no rights. They have no more rights. They are abused daily. They are sexually abused daily, sometimes multiple times a day, boys and girls. This type of prostitution is prevalent in places like Cambodia and Thailand, according to this source, according to the Wikipedia. And, people, it is nothing new. That was the part that blew my mind when I started doing this research. I was thinking that this is something that is on the increase and it's something that is a result of, 
you know, God being pushed aside in this nation, but actually it is something that has been happening down through the ages, all the way back to ancient times. There were actually certain religious practices where this type of thing was incorporated, incorporated into their religious practices, as well as sacrificing children to false gods in, in burnt offerings. It's not new. It's just, you know, a resurgence of it. It's like this ongoing battle between good and evil over, over, over the history of mankind. Ever since the fall of mankind, there's been this ongoing battle. And there's times when it gets worse. And then there's times when it settles down because a move of God will, will come forward and, and people will begin to preach and teach against it. And there'll be a move of God in the land that will begin to push back the powers of darkness. But then, you know, then, then people get lax and the Christians get lax and, um, start getting fat (laughs) and content, you know, and, not focusing on the things of God and maintaining the kingdom of God. And the next thing you know, the devil is rearing his ugly head again. Prostitution has been around since ancient times, since biblical times. Today, it continues on street corners, okay, at truck stops, at brothels. What would be an example of a brothel in modern society? Certain massage parlors. Not saying all of them. Wouldn't say all of them. Some, some are legitimate businesses. But some massage parlors serve as brothels. Places, designated places for prostitution. In the Asian countries, this study uh, reports that even some of the barber shops are considered brothels for prostitution. Barber shops. Okay, there goes the 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 homosexuality. Okay. Hotels, escort services. It is even part of certain tourist trips and organizations that, that sponsor tours. Um, either it's organized from within the tourism sector or outside the sector, but within its structures for the purpose of affecting sex for sale by tourists. In other words, people take these trips because they know that they're going to be put in contact with sex of the kind that they're looking for. Okay, that they can purchase sex of the kind that they're looking for. It is being advertised and promoted through the internet. You know, of course, people are still doing it, you know, uh, like in phone booths, you know, they showed pictures of, of certain, certain places in certain countries where they have postings all in the phone books, you know, on walls and bathrooms and things of that nature. But the internet... The internet has become a major source of information for prostitution, as well as other forms of modern technology have made it so much more accessible. 
Anybody can look it up and access it right there in the privacy of their home. As I said before, there's many ways to prostitute yourself. You know, even some of this phone sex and phone uh, phone sex and internet chatting and all that stuff is still is still fornication, people. Why? Because the Bible says if a man looks on a woman to lust after her, Jesus said if a man looks on a woman to lust after her, he has committed adultery already with her in his heart. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Sin is first conceived within us, in our hearts, in our minds, before we act upon it. And when it is conceived, it, you know, when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin. But it starts in the hearts. It starts in the mind. And we have to process that thing before we act on it. So even though people are viewing pornography and chatting about sex and chatting about what they want to do in the sexual arena on the phone or via internet it is still fornication it is still lasciviousness it is still bondage so unfortunately i have to agree that prostitution has been around for a while and it will continue to exist as long as sin is in the earth in the meantime I'm going to call it what it is. Prostitution is satanic in nature, demonic in nature, and wicked. The forces of evil behind it are intent on destroying the very souls involved in it. The plan is to keep them in bondage and to separate them from God forever. I cannot say enough about the evils of sexual sin. Why? Because sexual sin is a sin that is committed not only externally, but internally. Not only without or outside of the body, but internally. It's a violation against one's very own spiritual being, one's very own soul. And often the people that are the victims of it, many times they don't ever recover. Many times once that bondage occurs in their life, they, they are stuck. More after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, abuse, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have loved and been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived abuse, molestation, 
rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may see or find themselves in Diane Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of the story of me online at www.authorhouse.com or any of the major bookstores. Innovation and insight, problems and solutions, capitalizing on your ideas and efforts. That's all a part of Changing the World One Invention at a Time with Rick Rowe. Thursday evenings at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Rick will be sharing stories of innovation, invention, inspiration, and overcoming obstacles with guests who have been there, done that, and are doing that. Rick will be asking the right questions, helping you identify the real problems, and showing you how to act on your ideas by increasing consumer confidence, and more importantly, increasing your confidence to act on your ideas. For even more information, go to thinktech, that's T-E-K, globally.com. Then join us as Rick and his guests teach us how to develop new ideas and create new products, new businesses, new jobs. And together, let's get our economy growing again. It's changing the world one invention at a time. With author and inventor Rick Rowe. Thursday evenings at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, husband. Oh, he must have muted his mic for a minute there. Yes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I wanted to give you the opportunity to chime in on any of that uh, that I that I said before the break. Are you good, or do you have any comment? Um. Well, sexual sin is one of the worst sins in the Bible. Um. And it definitely is, is, is something that really grieves God's heart. And God is really, he really makes a strong stand in the word about sexual sin. So, I mean, that's an area that the enemy will, will attack is to ruin seed and to ruin, um, to, 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 to destroy the human being using what was meant for to give life so it's 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 obviously of of course knowing how the enemy acts or or his his mindset he's going to always do the opposite of what god wants or what god says is law he's going to always speak against and try to get you to do the opposite so the enemy is doing his job and look at the state of the world as far as uh, sexual sin. Look at what's yeah. promoted. Look at what's called good and normal. 
you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with it, and it's just flirting, and, and it's just sexy, you know, everything. If you watch infomercials or commercials about weight loss or anything, it's not even about losing weight anymore or being healthy. It's about being sexy. <laughs> if you look at the commercials, everyone, I'm 45 years old, and I'm, a, I'm, I'm the sexiest I've ever been in my entire life, mm -hmm. you know, and... It, they're, they're talking about sex. They're not talking about love. They're not talking about family. They're not talking about bond between a man and a woman that's married. They're talking about being attractive, being alluring, you know. Um, mm -hmm. And and the, the foundation and the blanket under all of that is is uh, lust and lasciviousness. We've and got teenagers. We've got teenagers sex texting. Is that? I think that's what they call it. Sex sexting. texting. Sexting. sexting. Okay. Yeah. And and the teenagers, the age of innocence is probably two years old now. You know because <laughs> they know so much. They have so much knowledge of things that they should know nothing about. Mm, mm, you know, mm, and and mm. so. The devil is trying to even destroy their life at, at such a young age mm. to where there's no innocence, there's no childhood. You know, they're, they're a seasoned veteran at 18. Oh, yeah. You know, so mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's my two cents in two minutes. <laughs> You're getting pretty good at that, you know. That's pretty much all I have to say. <laughs> Well, as usual, you said a mouthful in two minutes. You're pretty good at getting a lot in there in in, in a few minutes of, of time. And every time you do it, sparks my um, my thinker and makes me want to say more um, say more about it. But yeah, I mean, I guess I guess we I cannot say enough about the evils of sexual sin. Um, and you probably could not say enough. I mean, because we could go on and on and on, um, and and how it it breaks down everything. How it begins. There, that's people wonder why that there is no, you know, why the divorce rate is so high. You know, in the church, in the quote unquote church. That's where he's going to attack. He's going to attack the people who 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 profess mm -hmm. uh, living for God. If, mm -hmm. if I can dirty up the church people, yeah, you know, if I can find a weak one there, then then they can't tell me I'm wrong because they're just as wrong as I am. Well, true. So the enemy, we have to be where we're supposed to be. We mm -hmm. have to be a light. We have to walk the walk. We have to go and sin no more. And then we can correct people who aren't doing it. And, and they'll know that we're the example because we're following God's word, but they're, they're watching us, uh -huh, uh -huh. you know? So, I mean, there's so many people that do not trust pastors and ministers and preachers because of, they, they said, well, I know a hustler when I see one, uh -huh. all they're doing is just getting money, you know? And it's a shame that people can say that. And these are people who normally would, 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 would follow the Lord, but look at the example that they see. And they're living just as raggedy as them. They're sleeping around, exactly. you know, living just as raggedy as them. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we have to gird up and strengthen up and 
reach one at a time and and use to um use everything that God has given us as our warfare as our weapons mm-hmm. and when we use the the weapons that he's given us the enemy will retreat amen he will resist and he will i mean if we resist and use the weapons he will retreat but if if we're weak then he, his his army is going to grow and his following is going to grow and it's pretty much has blanketed the entire world. Well, like the scripture puts it, if the salt has lost its savor, if the salt loses its flavor, then what is it good for? If we, if we as the Christian, the body of Christ, if our light goes out, if we are no longer salt, if you will, in the earth, then, oh my goodness, the world is in trouble. You know, if they exactly. <laughs> so well, I can tell you, I, I, I cannot say and you probably cannot say enough about the evils of sexual sin. But I can say and I will say that heaven, the new Jerusalem is a holy city and people contrary to popular belief or or deceptive belief or whatever you want to call it there will not be any prostitution or any sexual immorality there God the Father and God the Son will be there hallelujah God will wipe away all tears from our eyes from the eyes of those who have been trampled by this world, but have yet held strong to the faith, who have called upon the name of Jesus as their deliverer, as their bondage breaker. (laughs) There will be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, Hallelujah. Neither shall there be any more pain. That's why I was so adamantly trying to tell this young young lady, you're not going to bring that. You're not going to bring that into heaven. You have to repent of that. I don't fault you for sinning because the scriptures say that all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But we can't stay in that condition. You have to repent of that because there will not be any sin in heaven. All the sin and all the opposite of everything you just mentioned will be in hell. Amen. The death, which is separation from God. Yes. Is in hell. Yes. Um, Sin sin will be in hell because the people will be clothed in it. Mm -hmm. Sorrow will be in hell. Darkness will be in hell. Outer darkness. There'll be no light because God's presence is not there. So everything that's not in heaven, the joy, you know, everything that's in heaven will be in heaven, but the opposite will be in hell because there's no room for it in heaven. That's right. There won't won't be any crying in heaven, but there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth in hell. Exactly. So it's, it's really sobering to think about 
the contrast between the two and how you can't be on an island in between. There is no gray area. There is no fence. You're either in one place or the other. And well, how, how did he put it in? Uh, I believe it's in Revelations. How did he put it where he said, I would that you would be hot or cold. If you are lukewarm, I will spew you out of my mouth. So there you go. There's no gray area. Everything that you can think of uncomfortable in this life, not even physical. Just think about feeling uncomfortable. You know, somebody's um, backbiting, talking behind your back. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody doesn't like you. You know that somebody's after you and when they find you they threaten you when they find you they're going to beat you up you know all of those kind of feelings the guilt from something you did you know um all of those feelings are going to be riding on your back mm. in hell always looking over your shoulder someone always taunting you demons always grabbing you and pulling on you you know sores um, bruises. We can't. We can't even handle a sore throat, and our whole life is going to be, you know, just just pain. And and when you really think about it, if we hit our if if we hit our thumb with a hammer, that hurts. But imagine your whole body hurting like that forever. <laughs> On that note, on that note, people, let me end tonight's show by saying this. If you are involved in the lifestyle of prostitution in any way, shape or form, you must denounce this style of life. It is important to point out there are different ways to prostitute oneself. Even married women prostitute themselves. But if you denounce this lifestyle and repent of it, accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, your name will be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Jesus is the Lamb of God. Until next week, we love you. We're praying for you. Good night. Mm -hmm.